Hi, welcome to another episode of Here's What I Think, Road Trips While Keto podcast. In my last couple of episodes on this, on my podcast, I've been going into a lot of detail about the keto diet, intermittent fasting, snacking on keto, keto on the go, that sort of thing, because this is what's real to me at this time in my life. I have been blogging about it on my blog at kellycatherine.com. Don't worry, I'll put a link in the show notes at the end in case you forget or you're not in a position to write it down. Check it out. I speak a lot about cutting carbs out of my diet as a tool to weight loss and improved wellness. Today I'm going to do what might appear to veer left a little. And I'm going to talk about road trips. And yeah, road trips are a part of what I describe as my own levity. This is my levity. I have been on a journey over the past year and a half about honoring me, honoring my body with my food choices in particular. That's where this whole revolution in in me started, where I just decided to take control of my health And I decided, based on prior experience and based on my understanding of the science behind it, I decided that cutting carbs from my diet would be an effective way for me to get a grip. And so I started honoring my body. And I've been on this journey where I have started honoring me by seeking to give voice to the strengths and passions inside of me so that what I get up and do every day feeds me and feeds my spirit and feeds my soul okay so part of my liberty which is honoring my body with my food choices which is saying no to deprivation i'm never deprived i have never been deprived on this more than a year and a half way of living um and living in the present while looking for joyful experiences right where i am You see, life is a journey. It is not about when I lose 50 pounds, I will be happy. When I get this degree, I will be happy. When I am married, I will be happy. Or when I am divorced, I will be happy. We can't live and then die. Certainly, that's not what I want out of life. And the joy of life, I think, comes as part of the journey. And so... I live in Jamaica. I don't have unlimited means, but I can't wait until I win the lotto to enjoy life. And so while I can't take that trip to Greece tomorrow, I can jump in my car and drive somewhere right here in Jamaica. You see what I'm getting at? I am not content to just sit there and fantasize and yearn and feel sorry that I cannot I cannot execute on several of my dreams right now. It doesn't mean that I don't have dreams. It just means that I'm not going to sit and mope while I can't get to Greece. I'm going to load up my car and I'm going to drive to the beach right here in Jamaica. So yeah, road trips are an important part of my liberty, of our liberty as a family. And we've always done road trips 
all over Jamaica. I mean, I've written about um, our excursions to Treasure Beach, which is in the south part of Jamaica. Um, I've written about our trips out west to Belmont, where you'll get an, I mean, just a couple of miles from South St. Elizabeth, but the entire landscape and beach changes you know you get the white sand and the blue water whereas treasure beach is dark sand and warm clear water though you know but not the white sand and blue water i've written about our trips to the zoo in south saint elizabeth i've written about our our road trips and this time it was road and boat multimodal trip out to a bar out in the middle of the sea called pelican bar I've written about our excursions to Portland, where we buck up this entirely unique reggae band called Johnny Walker and the Disappointers up in the hills in a place called Nonsuch in Portland. What an adventure that day was. I've written about forest bathing, a drive that is a mere 45 minutes outside of Kingston, where you drive up into the cool hills of St. Andrew, bordering on Portland, and the numerous trails and picnic spots we have is, as part of that national park site, Hollywell, totally free too. And so, I repeat, this, this practice of road trips and seeking out new experiences is something that is and must remain a part of my own liberty. Now, a road trip for me is not an excuse to go off track and say, well, yeah, I'm going to just enjoy the day and eat what I want to eat. No, man. It has been a central challenge of mine ever since beginning my low-carb journey um, in earnest end of August 2017, to challenge myself to stay on track with my food choices in order to arrive at the goals that I've set for myself, my weight loss goals and my health goals and so on. And so a road trip is not an excuse for me to say, all right, today I'm going to eat patties and I'm going to sample everything. No, I I honestly feel too good in pulling on a size of jeans that I have not worn since I was in high school. I feel so good when I'm able to get up every Saturday morning and do a 5K in the hills, something that I was neither inclined to do a year and a half ago, nor I don't think I was able to do it a year and a half ago. And so I remain... It is easy for me. My why remains front and center. And so, yeah, I can go to the beach. I don't have to drink rum every time I go to the beach. I don't have to stop and buy pastries and snacks and cookies and so on every time I go to the beach. Not at all. Absolutely not. And I have challenged myself to remain keto while road tripping. So in my latest blog post at kellycatherine.com, I share our latest road trip. Again, this one was again to Treasure Beach in St. Elizabeth. And I tell you what we ate, how we, how we ended up there in the first place, and what a fun day it was. It was a day trip. Getting out of Kingston does not need to be a weekend affair or reserved for a public holiday. 
it is entirely possible. And, you know, these are some of my favorites. A day trip. A day trip remains one of the easiest things to jack up and get going. One of the most budget-friendly ways to get up and get going. And so this is just something that I, I want to share with you to show you how easy it is to enjoy where you are and to remain on track with your eating goals. So yeah, we needed to get out of Kingston. The, the summer has started in Jamaica with a bang. It has been horribly hot. Now, I live outside of Kingston. I live up in the hills. And so I am never as hot as it is in Kingston. But it has been oppressive here too. I mean... I've seen reports that Kingston, the temperatures have gotten up to 38 degrees C. What? Even here from early morning, I've had to fling open every window, turn on all the fans, open up all the doors to allow the free passage of air. Otherwise, I'm going to die. It's that kind of heat that makes it difficult to breathe, guys. And the, the whole thing has been compounded by the yearly influx of Sahara dust from our motherland. The entire place is hazy. It is difficult to breathe. People with allergies are suffering. Why wouldn't you want to get out of Kingston? So yeah, we decided to get the hell out of Kingston for a day. We knew two things. We wanted beach and we wanted to be able to grill our food. Sometimes we pack a picnic. Sometimes we buy food on the road. This time, we wanted to grill. My husband is a, a grill meister, and he decided that, no, I, part of my liberty today, I want to grill some chicken, and we sit down and eat and dip in the sea. Here's a problem, though. We are an island, not an entirely huge island, but beach, so you would think that beach access should be easy, right? Not so. Ve beach access in Jamaica is a very vexed issue. We do have some public beaches where you're allowed to carry your picnics. Um, I'm not so sure if we can carry a grill into that space, even though the grill is not huge and ostentatious. It's a small portable grill, enough to grill chicken for, for the family. Um, and you pay a small fee and go in. But the nicest beaches... Access is through private land and you have to pay exorbitant sums to get to those beaches and they have the most ridiculous rules about what you can and cannot do in their space. Now, I'm willing to pay for access, you know, because I want safe, I want quiet, I want clean. I'll pay for that. I know that maintaining a beach doesn't happen by magic, but I want to, I don't want to be forced into a corner where I have to buy your food and buy your drink. I want to be able to bring my picnic. Because if you're paying a thousand dollars for entry to a beach, a thousand Jamaican dollars, and you're forced to buy food, your budget for the day can easily run anywhere up to two five per person. A family of four, that's an easy ten thousand dollars to enjoy the beach on an island. That is wrong. That is absolutely wrong. I paid $1,000 to enter, but let me bring my picnic. And of course, you have rules about clean up, about set up, 
and so on that are enforced and we will gladly comply. Anyhow, I, I, I kind of digress, but it's related because we could not think of a beach where we could go with our grill to enjoy, to get some respite from the hazy heat of Kingston and St. Andrew and grill our chicken and frolic in the sea. We had done Long Bay, Portland some years ago. Long Bay is a beautiful stretch of wild coastline and northeast of the island. Not the best swimming beach, but you can do a little body surfing. Beautiful white sand. But we had, we had gone to Long Bay a couple months ago and didn't feel, we weren't feeling the Long, the Long Bay vibe this, this time. Plus the garbage situation in those open spaces is entirely distressing. I never feel to go look at no garbage, guys. Honestly, I can't take it. I cannot take it. So, all right, we scratch Long Bay. We had done repeatedly another great trip to Duncan's in Trelawney, North Coast. Beautiful white sand and turquoise emerald waters. Great swimming. But apparently, there is a move afoot to privatize the one remaining stretch of what was once open beach and so access has been cut off now i know i could park there and walk around and so on, but i never feel like tiptoeing over nothing and bend down under nothing to get to a piece of god's coastline never felt like that so we said nah let's nix that too what was left belmont out in um westmoreland was a little bit too far for us that day it would mean having to get up early the Saturday morning. And sometimes we do that. Sometimes we get up and leave from 6 o'clock in the morning. So we get to where we're going by 10. Enjoy a good couple of hours there and come back um, after nightfall to Kingston. It never feel that vibe that morning. So we knew that we we're heading to South St. Elizabeth. There's something very special about South St. Elizabeth, Jamaica. I believe that they are the home of community tourism. And what that means is that instead of the high-rise all-inclusives that are typical of the North Coast tourist spots like Ocho Rios and Montego Bay and to a lesser extent Negril, um, South St. Elizabeth thrives on villa experiences and bed and breakfast experiences. And the entire community is configured around a plan to make visitors feel like part of the family. I think that's a good way to put it. So it is a very chill vibe. And you have to you can see tourists and locals intermingling. They there are initiatives where they can get involved in school development, in community development, um, visit farms do bike rides throughout the community. There are literary festivals in that neck of the woods from time to time. And it is just a fantastic, unique vibe. So we figured there must be a public beach down there where we can carry our grill and not raise eyebrows. And so we headed down. Our first stop is where we ended up because we had, we had agreed that we would check out in the Treasure Beach area Great Bay, Calabash Bay, and the actual public treasure beach spot. I figured we should try the, I suggested that we try the treasure beach spot, public beach. And sure enough, we checked it out. 
Um, the sea was a little rough that day, but there were groups of people. There were individuals. There were couples on the beach. It wasn't overly crowded. It wasn't white sand. Remember, the sand is not white, but the water is, the way I describe it, is it's delicious. It's warm. It's, it's smooth. It's for swimmers. And so, yeah, after we checked out the, the Treasure Beach spot, we decided we're going to set up camp here. And that we did. We offloaded our one igloo, our grill, and our individual bags. Why do I make a big point about the one igloo that we offloaded? Look here. Prior to going keto, and yes, my whole family eat low-carb now, um, we would have at least two igloos loaded for the day trip. We would have one cooler with all the alcohol and the chasers and the ice and the juice and the sugary drinks for the kids. We would have another igloo loaded with all manner of snacks, chips and cookies and bun and cake and sandwich and meat. It would be a production because we have to eat. And when you burn sugar for fat, when you are a sugar for energy, sorry, when you burn sugar for energy, for people like myself who have insulin resistance, Eating carb-rich foods triggers an appetite for more. So the more you eat, the more you want because your insulin is not effective. It doesn't work the way it should. It's not because I am weak or gluttonous or greedy or lack self-control. It is a physiological chain reaction that is set off in people like myself who are insulin resistant. So that's why we can't eat half a bag of chips. That's why we can't eat three out of the pack of cookies. So we would be loaded up with food. Now that we're keto, things are so much simpler. We are fat adapted people. We are fat burners, which means we have mastery of our appetites. We simply don't feel as hungry as longer. We also intermittent fast. So we're from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to sleep at night. We are not eating. I, I right now have a six-hour eating window. I eat between noon and 6 p.m. daily. Some days I get a little hungrier earlier than normal, and I eat at 10. No biggie. But for the main, I have a six-hour eating window. Do you know how that simplifies things? And I'm able to do that because I'm fat-adapted. I burn fat for energy. Life just got a whole lot simpler. So, yeah, we had one igloo with the chicken that H marinated, marinated two days prior with his own special blend of magic. All he, he has his secret recipes. And we had bottles of water. He had coconut water and vodka because he was drinking that day. I wasn't drinking. This month is a no alcohol zone for me. Not because alcohol has carbs. Vodka is carb-free. Rum is carb-free. Um, scotch is carb-free. But for June, I had decided that I'm not drinking any alcohol because when you drink alcohol, it kicks you out of ketosis. So you are not, while you're not gaining weight, you're not burning fat. And I decided I wanted to shake up things a little during the month of June. So I, had, I have come off all alcohol and all artificial sweeteners. So yeah, we had water. We had H's cocktail mix, which is the vodka and the coconut water. We had ice. We had the chicken, a lot of it. 
a lot because remember what I said no to deprivation and we had nuts. That's it. That's it. And we walk out to the beach and we set up, well, each set up the grill, I set up the little campsite. There was some garbage, guys. There was some garbage. Though granted, not as much as I've seen in other public spaces. And we cleaned it up. We cleaned up within a circumference, a radius around our little campsite. Pick up all the plastic bottles, the styrofoam containers, the snack packets. Guys, we have to do better. We have to do better. Anyhow, we clean that up. H put on him little music, low, little Bob Marley. It was a beautiful day. Picture it. Roiling surf, blue skies, a nice energetic sea breeze. Bob Marley in the background. Grill smoking up nicely. Ice cold water. Nuts to snack on. Not feeling at all hungry, ravenous I should say. And the sea. Now, I did not know that that part of Treasure Beach was called Fisherman's Reef and that there is a horribly strong undertow there. I learned that subsequently from a friend on Twitter. I know that further west along that coastline, you come to another part of South St. Elizabeth called Billy's Bay, which again is beautiful wild and rugged but i know not to swim there because of the undertow i was not aware that fisherman's reef which is that public treasure beach space also had that strong undertow and obviously the other people on the beach didn't get that memo either because they were merrily frolicking in the waves anyhow the more you know so next time we'll plan a little differently um, especially since there may be children involved next time around. And there will be a next time because it was such a perfect day. Um, I went out into that sea. We all did. And I. it is a swimmer's delight. It's not too deep, but it's not shallow enough. There was enough dynamism in the wave action to really make you enjoy swimming out there. And I had a ball. And I'm saying all this to say, this is a day trip. The only cost we incurred was the food that we carried, which we would have eaten at home anyways, and gas for the car. And I made it down in my, in my small car. We didn't drive H's pickup. It's cheaper to drive my car. It's smaller. Um, fuel efficiency is very good. The toll rates are, are lower for smaller vehicles. And it just it just worked. The the grill fit into my into the trunk of the car easily and the one glue. And it was an absolutely perfect day. We ate every piece of chicken. Remember I tell you that we said no to deprivation. We enjoyed our nuts. We drank our water. H seemed to enjoy his vodka coconut water cocktail. And we stayed on track with our food choices we got out of kingston we escaped the oppressive heat and dust for a few hours we laughed we listened to music as a family we shared stories we rested and i i'll tell you something remember what i said at the beginning that life cannot be about about being happy in once you get to the destination, our happiness cannot be tied up in destination politics, right? Our happiness 
I think, must be part of our journey. And I love road trips because it is not just about getting to the destination. From when I was a child, I love what we call in Jamaica, drive out. I love a good drive out. At Christmas, we drive around and look at the lights in the city. Sometimes a drive out to the Palisades is all that is needed. Well, the drive to South St. Elizabeth is a lovely, lovely drive. You leave Kingston, you're on highway for about half the journey. So that's an easy drive and it's through beautiful country. And then you drive through some smaller communities when you hit the parish of Clarendon. And it's not too bad. It's not the most exciting. And then you ascend, you ascend into cool, cool Mandeville in the parish of Manchester. And then you start the descent into the, what we call the breadbasket of Jamaica, St. Elizabeth, a southern parish. Because St. Elizabeth produces so much of the vegetables that we eat. It's a farming community, St. Elizabeth. And that drive down through St. Elizabeth, to heading towards the coast, heading towards Treasure Beach. If by now, all the tension of navigating the city and living in the city and your past work week has not left you. As you start the descent to Treasure Beach and that vista of blue ocean and coastline pops up in your view. I guarantee you that whatever residual stress remains, disappears. There is nothing more beautiful than seeing the sea come into view. And on either side, well manicured plots, some tiny, some more expansive, of cabbage, tomato, sweet pepper, thyme, escalion, cantaloupe. Beautiful. St. Elizabeth is a, a beautiful parish. It's like heaven on earth. The people are special. The economic activity is real and vibrant. And um, you can't help but feel that you're in a completely different world to the urban noise and chaos and stress of Kingston. And by the time we reach to the actual beach, we would have enjoyed a three-hour drive that completely stripped us of stress and angst. Made even better by the fact that probably and hopefully you're listening to good music and chatting a lot of crap along the way. That's what road trips are made of. And so we did that. And when we cleaned up, nobody could tell that we were there. We cleaned up every single thing. We cooled the grill down in seawater. We bagged up all the residual charcoal. We picked up all the garbage and then some. And we bagged it, put it in our car, and took it back home. It, it is not impossible to enjoy our island. I wish there were more clean, safe public spots for us to enjoy. But where, wherever they exist, you can bet your bottom dollar I'm going to ferret them out and talk about them. Because... Like I said, this is our liberty. We can live in the present while seeking out great experiences right here on the rock. So, here is my call to action to you today. 
The hot summer is upon us. The kids are most likely home from school. What prevents you from planning your own road trip with your family or your friends? It's not that difficult, guys. You don't have to have a humongous budget to overnight anywhere. You can do day trips. I tell you what, too. When you subscribe to my blog at kellycatherine.com, I have a great South Coast road trip itinerary guide that's yours free for the taking. I, I show you how to plan a day trip, what to do, where to go, all the contact information. If you decide you want to make a three-day or a two-day trip out of it, I tell you where to stay. I tell you how to schedule the stops. And you're guaranteed to have a great time. Subscribe to my blog and copy your free South Coast Road Trip Guide. Do that. It's easier than you think. Sometimes you just need some ideas, a little inspiration, a little guidance here or there. I've got you. Subscribe to my blog. Copy your free road trip guide. And get out this summer. Find a river. It's so unbearably hot. Build memories. Plan. Get out and enjoy. Establish and, and revel in your own liberty. That's what's on my mind today. Road tripping while keto. Thanks for listening. Remember to check out my blog. Remember to subscribe to it. Looking forward to seeing you next time.